What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Basketball season won't be around forever. So get in on all of the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code TBPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the sweat like never before. Every dunk, steal, assist means so much more with DraftKings daily fantasy lineups. Baseball fans, you may have missed out on season-long fantasy, so now is the time to get in on all of the daily fantasy action where DraftKings has even more ways to make it rain. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code TBPN during signup. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot of millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code TBPN, and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Spurscast episode 609. My name is Paul Garcia and I'm your host here on the Spurscast. In today's episode, I will be discussing the Spurs losing Derek White to injury for the rest of the season and the impact White's injury will have on Lonnie Walker IV, Keldon Johnson, and Devin Vassell. Let's go ahead and get to jump right into this episode. So before we begin with the news about Derek White, I want to first address the last three games that the Spurs have, have played since I last recorded uh, back on a week ago on Friday. Uh, from from this from this day that you actually listen to this, so it should be on a Friday. Um, so let's begin with the Spurs. How, how they how they did in their most recent games? Okay, so they went two and one in their last three games. Um, let's go back to Saturday. They got a two point win um, in New Orleans against the Pelicans. Um, this is more so uh, sort of like an upset win for the Spurs because they were the underdog in this game. Um, the Pelicans were favored. Both teams had pretty much uh, most of their players available, their core players. So this is a close game throughout, but the Spurs did hold on to win uh, by two points in this game. Then on Monday, the the uh, Spurs uh, spoiled a eight game winning streak by the Washington Wizards. You know they were trying to go for nine games in a row, but the Spurs actually went to Washington and, and they they it went took overtime, but they were actually able to 
uh, uh, give the Wizards a loss there by three points. I think it was 146-143. Um, this, this game you know, is, is very notable because, unfortunately, for the Spurs, this is the game where Derek White um, got injured. And then, and then, as I'm going to address a little bit later, uh, we, we did learn that he was going to uh, have to miss the rest of the season. Uh, the Spurs uh, were favored in this game uh, when they won, when they beat the, uh, the Wizards. Then we go to the most recent game, which was on Wednesday. Um, this is more so of an understandable loss, I would say. Uh, the Spurs lost by five uh, in Miami to the Heat. They had just lost a week before to the Heat as well in San Antonio. Uh, Miami was favored in this game. The Spurs were playing their first game without Derek White. And uh, for the Heat, Tyler Hero was out. He was he was out due to injury. Um, Miami did lead uh, by 10 late, but the Spurs did make some sort of charge back to try to make it very competitive toward the end where they actually had a chance to, to, to you know try to try to tie uh, where, where they made it a one-possession game, but they couldn't quite make that full comeback, and so the Heat did hold on for that five-point win. So again, they, the Spurs go 2-1 and one in the last three games uh, since I last recorded here on the Spurs cast. Let's go through the state of the team where they stand. Uh, again, this is on Thursday evening that I am recording this. So they have 11 games left um, for the season, for the regular season. Uh, they are 31 and 30, ninth out west, which puts them in position right now for that playoff game. They're 18th on offense and 10th on defense. Um, you know, if they don't get into the seven or eight seed, well, then they're going to get a lottery pick. Uh, and right now, that would be projected to be the 14th pick since they are at the ninth seed. Um, they do have the hardest schedule left in the NBA, and that's also keeping in mind that the Spurs um, still do not have any consecutive days off. They always have a game uh, either either every other day or um, there's some back to backs. Uh, they're actually closer to getting the 7 or 8 seed out west than they are from falling behind to 11 or 12 and falling out of the playoff picture. So right now, uh, the Spurs are tied exactly with the Memphis Grizzlies with a 31-30 and 30 record each. The only reason why the Grizzlies are in 8th is because they, they won the season series 2-1 against the Spurs this year. Then the Spurs are 2.5 games behind the Portland Trailblazers, who are currently in 7th. Now, as far as the Spurs falling out of the playoff picture, that doesn't look very likely as of right now uh, because the uh, the New Orleans Pelicans, who are 11th, are currently four and a half games um, uh, behind the Spurs, and they actually aren't playing very good basketball right now. They're, they're four and six in their last 10 games. And then behind them, the Sacramento Kings are actually struggling as well, where they're currently in 12th, and they're six and a half games behind the Spurs, but even the Kings are, are, are playing even worse at three and seven in their last 10 games. So again, right now... The, right now um, you know, it looks expectations look just right now with two and a half se- weeks left in the season that the Spurs would would either be in that nine ten game or if they play well, then they could jump up to seven or eight most likely. So, so that's kind of where um, the state of the team uh, is right now at this point. Let's move on to our main story of of this of this podcast, and that's the you know the unfortunate news that Derek White is out for the season with that that right ankle sprain. Uh, so before the the uh, game on Wednesday against the Heat, Coach Pop was asked, you know, what's the status on Derek White? Because uh, the Spurs had initially just you know they put out on the on the injury report they didn't they didn't put you know they didn't give any kind of like timetable or anything like that. But Coach Pop says that basically you know they don't expect him back this season. Um, and you know um, the, the one 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 um you know it's not good, but you know one thing that's I guess uh, some positive news is that Derek uh, doesn't need any kind of surgery. So maybe there's maybe there's no like um, ligament tears or anything like that. Um, it's it's just it's it's an injury where all it, uh, it's going to probably just take time to heal. And 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 because of the timing with two and a half weeks left of the regular season, the Spurs probably just weren't going to bring Derek back uh with just two and a half uh, weeks left and then plus you know if they get into the nine or ten game well then it's just a one a one game um, um game uh, you know that, that the team would play or if they get in seven eight seed, they'd pretty much just go go for that first round of the playoffs unless they, they made a, a long run so so yeah so it looks like, like they are going to hold off uh bringing Derek back and you know uh you know just hope that he's able to recover in the off season and get back to 100 percent for next season and just you know just you, know, you just got to really feel for Derek because he's had a tough season uh this year you know he first had off-season surgery before the season even began so he joined the team late then as soon as he came back to the team 
Uh, he got injured in his first game against the Lakers. We had that toe injury, so then he had to miss you know more weeks after that. He finally gets healed up from that. He joins the team. He plays a few games, and then he and, Mo- and some of his other teammates get um, get um, COVID nineteen. So then they had to sit out and you know obviously deal with the with the effects of COVID uh, with what that does does to people whenever they catch COVID. Uh, so then he finally comes back, and he was actually playing um, well in March and April, especially in April. He was having the best the best month of his season, uh, and then and then the unfortunate news that he that he that he sprained his ankle in that game um, against Washington, and then. Um, you know, a week ago, I had I had discussed with Victoria Virial, um, just you know all all the stats that, that Derek was producing this year and, and the impact he was having on the team on offense and defense, and so we really we really uh, uh, dove right into those stats. And again, I, I recommend listening to that last week's episode if you want to hear some of that information. But just kind of just uh, just a quick summary of like what the Spurs are losing with Derek out um, on the court. You know, they're losing pretty much like their second leading scorer this past month. Uh, aside from Demar Derozan, Derek had really really taken up the, the mantle of, of of being that second scorer who drives the ball. Ball, who um, you know gets the line can can launch from from three, especially if a, de- if a, de- a defender goes under on a screen uh, from three. Derek Derek is a very high volume shooter from three, uh, also creating he just he's able to create for his teammates um, and score you know drives and layups and those floaters in the paint. Uh, on defense, he's a, he was a very switchable defender alongside Dejounte Murray this season. Where um, you know if you look at the, the matchups he, uh, for the primary and secondary matchups, Derek and Dejounte pretty much almost it looked like when you look at that, it looks like they were guarding the same players pretty much each game because they were they were so fluid in, in how they were able to just quickly switch matchups. Whether it was on a one possession, you know, in the same half court possession, or whether it was just you know one of them picking up the, the next player on, uh, on a full court possession. So 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 they are going to lose uh, his versatility and being able to switch with, with Dejounte out on the perimeter. And, and even with Kelton and, and Demar as well, uh, he was also like I mentioned, he was one of the, the team's um, f- you know few outside threats where he was a volume three point shooter. So now a lot of that's going to rely their volume three point shooter is going to rely on the shoulders of Patty Mills. Um, uh, Lonnie Walker the fourth and Rudy Gay and so we'll see if those players can kind of kind of help out and, and, and increase their, their volume of threes and, and accuracy uh, at, at the rate that, that Derek was producing or at least very close to it as best as they can and then um, you know just defensively we, we know that he was a, a really good shot blocker at, uh, for his position this season and he was also um, you know one of the top guards in, in taking charges uh, especially on this team he was he was uh, he was ready to leader in taking charges so the Spurs was a lot on the court uh, you know without Derek and again it's a really unfortunate for Derek that that his season has to end this way uh but hopefully he gets you know heals up and is able to come back um next season 100 percent uh, ready to go so so now that Derek's going to be out for the, for these last two and a half weeks of the season you know there, there is going to be s- some players to keep an eye on and see how, how Derek's injury kind of impacts their play and, and what, what the you know what, what the extra opportunities that they're going to have and these players are that I'm going to address are um Devin Vassell Kelton Johnson and Lonnie Walker the fourth so let's first begin with Devin so one thing we saw is that coach pop did say you know with Derek out he, he doesn't want to mess with the, the starting uh, with the um, the bench unit so he wants to keep um, Lonnie Walker the fourth specifically on the bench uh, c- coming off um, being in that, that very similar to like Monte Ginobili type of role coach pop said so because of that he's actually going to start uh, Devin Vassell with the starting group like we saw him do against the uh, the Miami Heat and so, you know, though Devin doesn't do quite, you know, doesn't do what Derek, what Derek does on offense or defense in terms of, like I mentioned, being able to, to be that, that, that player who kind of takes some of the key matchups on defense and then on offense being, being a player who's, who can kind of create for himself and others. Devin's more of your, your typical right now, just in his rookie season, your more typical um, three and D um, uh, type player where, um, you know, 51% of his shots this season so far are coming from the three point line. Um, he's, he's making his threes well, 39% accuracy. 
he does struggle a little bit um, on the wide open threes, but he doesn't get many of those opportunities. So we'll see now uh, that he's with the starters, you know, getting more minutes. If, if maybe DeJounte, DeRozan, Kelton Johnson, they, they kind of create some opportunities for him to get some more wide open threes because off the bench of the second unit, he wasn't getting, getting many uh, opportunities for those wide open threes. So again, we'll see if, if he does get those wide open threes, if he's able to make them uh, with good accuracy, the way he's, he's always made his other threes uh, in, in his overall um, three point shot. So we'll see if, if that happens. Um, you know, two, two things that Devin really brings to this team that we've already seen, you know, with, with his play off the bench, especially for a rookie, is just his ability to create deflections uh, and also his ability to steal the ball. So he's really good about about creating, uh, about seeing, you know, what's going on on the floor on a possession and really just anticipating where, where's the pass going and, and, and knowing when to like kind of get involved there and, and 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 you know stick his hands in and get um you know tap the ball for himself or tip it to a teammate and then you know they take off for a steal um so yeah so Devin's really going to help out with that 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 team concept of defense where um you know just being a help defender I would say he's really going to bring some um, positives there for the team and the starting unit specifically and then uh, one area I think he's going to really be challenged or tested is we're going to get to see you know how does he how does he fare against uh, you know some of the some of the top players in the league uh because you know when, when you look at his matchups each night because he comes off the bench, he plays against a lot of second unit players. And so because of that, um, you know, he doesn't get a lot of uh, chances to play like the, the top, um, you know, starting um, players for a lot of these teams. And so now Devin's actually going to get that shot. You know, he's going to have to guard some twos and threes that are the starting starting players uh, for some of these teams in the last 12 games. And so so we'll see exactly how he, you know, how, how he uh, faces against, um, you know, I, I would say tougher competition uh, now that he's going to be he's going to be in that starting role. So that's kind of something to watch for Devin Vassell. Moving on to Keldon Johnson. Uh, one thing that Keldon's going to get, I'm just going to f- focus more so on, on offense for Keldon in, in, in regards to Derek being out. Uh, one thing Keldon's going to be able to do a little bit more now that, that Derek's out is that he's going to be able to drive the ball again. So um, wh- if you look at the drives per game before uh, when Derek was out, Keldon was driving the ball 8.1 times per game. He was third on the Spurs behind um, behind DeRozan and DeJounte Murray. Well, then once Derek came back and he and you know he, he got he he rejoined the team. Well, then Keldon's drives went down to six point nine per game, and he became the fourth leading driver behind um, um, it was De, it was DeRozan, Dejounte, Derek, and then Keldon. So now Keldon's going to basically get get more opportunities now that he now that there's there's one less driver who you know really initiates and attacks from the outside uh, going inside, and, and we know that that's that's more of Keldon's comfortable place is to be putting the defense on their heels, really being aggressive, being physical, uh, trying to get to the foul line, trying to trying to you know create physical contact on his drives in the paint. Yeah, and so his secondary shot is to go to that three point shot. Again, that's only if he's if he's forced to because the defense is leaving him wide open. So, so again, that'll be something to watch. Is, is does Kelton you know start producing a little bit more on the offensive end uh, with more opportunity that should be there for him? Uh, something else to watch though um, is is his off ball. What does he do when he doesn't have the ball in his hands? Because uh, you know that's something where where now that the Spurs is starting unit, you know they are adding Vassell, but they're still they're still losing one of their their top three point shooters. And so Kelton might when he doesn't have the ball, he might you know defenses might be leaving him open, so he has to be ready to knock down that wide open three and continue to try to improve that accuracy. He's actually been improving it pretty well these last few games, where he's at thirty six percent now for the entire season on wide open threes. He does want to try to get to about thirty eight to forty uh, percent to to really really um you know you know make a defense worry and and, and not back off of him uh, when he doesn't have the ball in his hands, and then um, maybe also finding other ways to impact the game on offense when um, when he doesn't have the ball in his hands. Maybe um, you know doing a lot of backdoor cuts; uh, those have worked well for him lately. Um, also, maybe just attacking the offensive glass when 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 he knows that a possession is not going to go to him. So so again, there, there's some opportunity there for Kelton. Let's see what he does in these last 12 games now um, with Derek White out. And then the last player is is kind of. Uh, 
the, the, the role or not the role, but the opportunity could kind of be there more so on offense. I think for Lonnie Walker, the fourth, um, you know, like I mentioned, coach pop said that, you know, he wants them still off the bench to kind of provide that energy, that spark for this team. Uh, very similar to what modern Ginobili used to do for the Spurs in the past. Um, and, and Walker's going to get some more driving opportunities as well with Derek out. Um, you know, before uh, Derek came back to the team, um, Lonnie was driving the ball um, 6.9 times per game. Once Derek returned, it, it dropped down to about 5.9 uh, times per game. So, so there's going to be more opportunity as well for Lonnie to not just be a three point shooter from outside, but also to, you know, to, to create for himself or others uh, attacking the rim against the defense. And then I think there's going to be a little bit more of a challenge as well for Lonnie to, to you know, try to be real consistent because now all of a sudden the Spurs um, are losing one of their top scorers here with Derek out. And so now there, there's going to be some opportunity for either Kelton or Lonnie kind of pick up that scoring load um, you know, each night whenever um, you know, DeMar and DeJounte are providing what they normally provide in their numbers and seeing who else can be that third scorer. And we know that you know, Lonnie used to be a starter early on the season. And so th- those players, you know, he, he and, and Kelton, uh, and DeJounte and DeRozan, they, you know, they had they had a system going for themselves as well before Derek had rejoined the team. So we'll see if Lonnie can find a little bit more consistency in, in bring, being that spark off the bench um, from night to night in these last 12 games and, and whether, um, you know, his, his performance or his play uh, uh, um, rises, you know, with Derek out for, for him to have more opportunity. So, again, we'll see kind of that those are three players that I'm going to keep an eye on in these last 12 games now that Derek's out, you know, just seeing, just seeing um, you know, what they do um, on both ends of the floor, but mainly for Kelton and, and Lonnie, I'm really keeping an eye on the offensive end for, for both those two players. Uh, so before I close out this episode, make sure you visit projectspurs.com when you have a chance. Um, Colin Reed has his latest um, Project Spurs audio extra. Uh, it's a look at restricted big Spurs. Uh, the Spurs have been linked to. So, um, you know, Colin, Colin does a good job here kind of just talking about some, some of the some of the players that were in the rumor mill, um, you know, uh, with, with the Spurs, uh, Jared Allen, uh, Laurie Markinen, and John Collins. And these are three players who are, who are restricted free agents who the Spurs will have, you know, a, a lot of cap space this summer so they can they can throw some some offers at, offer sheets at, at those players. So Colin kind of goes into detail about, about um, those players and, and you know just just provides more analysis there um, make sure you're checking out Michael DeLeon's game previews uh, he, he's he's providing these before he, uh, the games that, that take place and then also um, Benjamin Bornstein's preparing for the draft still uh, with the Spurs prospect watches each week the latest one is over Trey Mann so make sure you check out Ben's work as well thanks again for listening to this Spurs cast episode 609 from all of us at Project Spurs stay safe and have a great day Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? 
Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.